0: It's the Bradfield Weather Podcast, underwritten by McAllen Construction Company of Prospect, a woman-owned small minority business, and by Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury, a full-service family-run flooring company. I am Dan Lavallo, along with meteorologist Bradfield. What you are about to hear is a rebroadcast of a Facebook Live broadcast Brad and I did on Friday January the twenty ninth. Well, let's let's talk about the weather.
1: I, I I wanted to tell you that that forecaster discussion that that uh, I read this morning uttered the words polar vortex and said it was coming directly overhead, and uh, I could tell you they 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 quoted it as five oh seven decameters and whatever. That's the thickness of the atmospheric layer. And when the atmospheric layer is thin, it is very, very, very cold air. So we, we've got uh, we've got the core of the coldest air moving over us, and it's not going to be in any hurry to leave. Uh, we're going to have temperatures down near zero again tonight. We're going to have temperatures down near zero again uh, tomorrow night, and uh, you know I think it's even. Uh, more dramatic during the daytime. The, the sun is out, it's shining, it's beaming, it's beautiful, it looks great out there, but you go out there, the sun is most ineffective. Uh, the last I checked in, and here we are now in the late morning heading up toward noontime, and the temperature currently is 8. So uh, it, it's very possible that some of the hill towns today may not get out of the single digits and i was also looking at the wind a little bit earlier this morning around eight o'clock and we were seeing gusts to 35 at bradley and we were seeing gusts to 40 around Merritt and Markham Airport. So you take those temperatures in the single digits and you put in wind gusts to 35 to 40 miles per hour. We're talking wind chills close to 20 below zero out there, Dan. And the National Weather Service uh, for Interior Connecticut has a wind chill advisory in effect through lunchtime today. Um, so this is, uh, this is fairly... Uh, brutal in terms of the cold, and uh, tomorrow I I think uh, we'll be in the teens once again for the high temperatures. So you're going to notice the streams and the brooks and the the everything freezing up. Even uh, you know the ponds have frozen up, but I'm talking about the 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 water that moves in streams and so forth, waterfalls. Uh, We're going to see those freezing up over the course of the next couple of mornings.
0: I want to talk for just a moment about one of the underwriters for the Bradfield Weather Podcast, McAllen Construction of Prospect, a full-service construction company servicing the entire state of Connecticut for over 25 years and on-call 24-7, 365 days a year. That's important because snow is in our forecast, and McAllen Construction does do snow removal. And I think we're going to need some snow removal over the next few days or even longer than that. McAllen Construction is a woman-owned, small minority business, state of Connecticut, licensed and insured. Licensed as a major contractor, new home construction contractor, plumbing and piping limited P7, home improvement contractor, and subsurface sewage installer, utility carpentry excavation, and as I said, snow removal for residents, commercial businesses, and state and local governments. Remember, McAllen Construction is on call 24-7 year-round. Call McAllen Construction today, 203-758-3474, 203-758. Three four seven four, or go online mcallenconstructionct.com. Mcallenconstructionct.com. Construction, From the first dig to the last nail. Now, Brad, this is interesting because, like you always say, weather is a, a situation that's in balance, the atmosphere in balance, and everything is interconnected. But you mentioned that thin layer of air. You mentioned how cold it is right now that we are going to be under the polar vortex. And I guess because of that, and I'm st- skip- skipping ahead just a bit, but because of that, will that impact the arrival of the snowstorm we're talking about for early next week?
1: Well, you you know that the cold air is molecularly dense. So I always equate it to uh, maybe Brad Field trying to go through a, an NFL offensive line. <laughs> it's, it's going to be very, very tough for me to even gain an inch. And uh, that's going to be the case, I think, on Monday when we are looking at the potential for a major Nor'easter uh, impacting the, um, let's say, the, uh, the megapolis megaopolis. Uh, from from Washington to Baltimore to Philadelphia to New York up to Boston, um, The I could very easily see at daybreak on Monday, it's snowing hard on Long Island, snowing hard in New York City, maybe getting into Greenwich around daybreak Monday, but it might take the entire day to traverse Connecticut, You know, you get in a car and go from New Haven to the mass border on I-91 without traffic might take you an hour. But I think this will take hours on Monday. Uh, It may be seven in the morning before the the snow starts on the Connecticut shore and seven in the evening by the time you get up to maybe Springfield. So uh, you're right, Dan, that cold, dense air, molecularly heavy Uh, is going to kind of be like that blocking line of football players uh, not allowing the northward progression of the storm and taking a long time for it to get up here.
0: So let's, uh, I think the best thing to do then is uh, go to the beginning, so to speak. Let's start by looking at what's on the weather map now. You mentioned the polar vortex, the cold weather over us. What's causing this and how long will the cold weather stick around?
1: Well, Dan, at the uh, surface, the, uh, the high pressure system is over uh, Lake Superior and it ridges all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico. I was looking at some temperatures projected for Georgia uh, over the weekend of being in the 20s. For lows, so I mean the cold air has has legs. It's uh, it's deep into the south, and uh, the combination of the high advancing from Lake Superior, in conjunction with low pressure in the Western Atlantic, is creating a strong northerly wind. Those gusts that I talked about between thirty-five and forty miles per hour, and they are straight out of the north. Um, I'll say some something from meteorologists because. Not many other people will understand it, but at the 850 millibar level today, this morning, the uh, the air was as cold as minus 41 Celsius. So you know you're talking about a mile up in the atmosphere it being that cold. So we are uh, we are looking at uh, the bitterly cold air over us. It's going to be over us Saturday morning too. Now the saving grace. Uh, for Saturday morning, is that we will still have a wind flow. The high is going to be oriented from the Great Lakes to Virginia. We will still have a northerly flow, which will preclude radiational cooling. The wind keeps the atmosphere mixed up. So we are going to see that mixing through daybreak tomorrow, which will prevent us from getting Ridiculously cold temperature numbers overnight tonight. Because remember, for radiational cooling, we need the three things we need a clear sky, we need a calm or very gentle wind so that the uh, heat energy of the day can freely escape through the atmosphere. And the third factor, the very important, is snow cover. And, um, you know, our snow cover is not deep uh it ranges from maybe two to five inches across connecticut right now but it's enough there's plenty of white out there to reflect the sunlight today the white uh, with a high reflectivity reflecting the sunlight so the combination of the clear sky not much in the way of wind and the fact that we have snow cover that will play into the sunday morning low temperature uh because i think on sunday morning that high is going to reach from Hudson Bay to about Albany, New York. So our wind may be something like north at three miles per hour. Some of the valleys will, will uh, conk off to calm winds on Sunday morning. So with a clear sky, no wind, snow cover, I could very easily see the cold spots in Connecticut on Sunday morning being 10 below. Mm -hmm. So uh, Sunday is going to be a bitter, bitter start to the day. Uh, We will uh, see some increasing clouds on Sunday because the storm, the storm that's coming will be in Southern Illinois at daybreak on Sunday. Now by daybreak on Monday, that low is organizing off Norfolk, Virginia, And, you know, if you've lived in New England a while, we get our big storms that come up the coast. Cape Hatteras, Norfolk, Virginia, Uh, the Delmarva, where Delaware and Maryland and Virginia all come together. Atlantic City, New Jersey. And a storm taking that route and then tracking toward the benchmark, which we all know by heart now, is 40 north and 70 west a position southeast of Nantucket. When we get a a storm that takes that track, we can get very major snow amounts. I'm not saying we will, Dan, but I'm saying we can. And again, the time frame would be Monday daybreak right along the Connecticut shore, taking practically all day to move inland across Connecticut. But then Monday night and Tuesday, we get the snow. Now, uh, by Tuesday morning, the low is off Atlantic City, New Jersey, south of Cape Cod. It's a good position for us. And by Wednesday, that low is south of Nova Scotia. We're seeing clearing here on Wednesday. But we return to that strong northerly wind once again, but I do not think it will be Arctic cold on Wednesday. I think it'll be just seasonal cold with a lot of wind and temperatures probably in the thirties, uh, during the day on Wednesday. So, um, you know, I've, I can break it down here for you. What do you want to hear about first, the cold or the snow?
0: Well, we'll we'll go with the cold first. So, uh, I mean, when we talk cold, you've kind of hinted at the temperatures and wind chill factors and all that's in play here. Uh, Again, is this actually a polar vortex we are currently under?
1: well uh as far as the colloquial term yes uh absolutely this is about as cold as it's going to get here i think this winter uh in terms of sustained cold uh you know you you don't often get consecutive days with a high temperature only where the low temperature is supposed to be the low temperature this time of year is supposed to be about 15 or 16. The high isn't even going to make it to what the low should be. So that that's re- that's good cold. I mean, you know, th- this is really cold stuff over us. And um, we had at midnight today, Dan, Friday, January 29th. Midnight, it was 14. I predict that that's going to be the high temperature for the day. Uh, the low this morning was 6 it could be colder than that at eleven fifty-nine this evening. So we are talking a day where the average temperature for the day is going to be under ten degrees Fahrenheit. That would be the average temperature for the day. So this this is uh, this is real cold stuff. Um, and and then you combine it with that Dan, gust to thirty-five at Bradley, gust to forty at Meriden, Markham. Uh, so we're looking at teens today, 10 to 15 through interior Connecticut. As I stated before, uh, Goshen and Norfolk and, uh, you know, uh, Salisbury, for example, the high may very well be eight or nine today. Sharon, which is your backdrop, um, t- temperature might be eight or nine, 15 to 20 along the immediate shore. So they'll be uh, they'll be walking around in t-shirts and uh, <laughs> down around Bridgeport today. <laughs> Overnight tonight, Dan, we're looking at five below to five above. Uh, sheltered locations have the best chance of being five below where you can knock off some of that wind. Uh, shoreline temperatures tonight range between five and ten above zero. Saturday's highs, 15 to 20. So the second consecutive day of highs no more than in the teens up at Bradley. Uh, maybe some low 20s showing up at the Connecticut shoreline. Sunday, with increasing clouds, uh, temperatures in the 20s. Monday, while it starts to snow, temperature between 28 and 34. Now, where do I get this 34 from all of a sudden? That's not for you up in Torrington. Uh, You're lucky to get 28. Mm. But the 34 is for Stonington and uh, New London and Groton and Mystic because – when the winds go easterly in advance of the storm coming up the coast, they're ultimately to some degree blowing off the Atlantic Ocean and Long Island Sound. And no matter how cold it is this weekend, and it's going to be cold, I assure you that the sound and the ocean will not freeze. So the wind will be blowing off uh, water temperatures in the 30s. So for a while, when we have the easterly wind, Temperatures even along the Connecticut shoreline could make it up above freezing by a degree or two. But then Tuesday, as the low goes by our, our longitude and the wind shift to north again, uh, I think that even right down to the Connecticut shoreline, temperatures Tuesday will be at and under the 32 degree mark because the northerly wind obviously is blowing off the land. Coming down from central Massachusetts and western Massachusetts and northern Connecticut, uh, right down to the Connecticut shoreline. So I've got 28 to 34 on Monday, 26 to 32 on Tuesday, with snow of varying intensities on Tuesday. And then uh, Wednesday, we will see clearing and temperatures in the 30s. Now, uh, the next obvious question, Dan. How much snow?
0: Yes. Uh, b- before, b- before we get to that, however, before we get to that, explain to our audience, Brad, explain how this cold weather, how extreme cold air really runs interference as far as delaying the arrival of storms such as the magnitude you're talking about.
1: Well, it's twofold, Dan. As I stated before, the uh, cold air molecules are more molecularly dense and they're harder to displace. But also, the fact that we are in pure Arctic air right now, and that's reflective of the dew points and the dew point projections. Uh, The dew points are projected to be in in the digits below zero, So if you factor that out, what the relative humidity is, we are in some bone dry air. So the fact of the matter is the molecularly dense cold air molecules, number one, but number two, you look at the radar on Monday morning, I guarantee you to your untrained eye, Dan, but to my trained eye, it's going to look like it's snowing across Connecticut and up into Western Massachusetts and so forth. And you might be thinking, well, why does the radar show it's snowing, but it's not. It is, but it's having trouble making it to the ground because the air that the snowflake is traveling through is so dry. The snowflake is sublimating before it can make it to the ground. So, it will eventually uh, moisten up the column, we call it, the, the air straight up over our heads for miles up. The column will have to moisten up before the snowflakes can make it successfully to the ground. So it's twofold. It's the density of the molecules, number one, and number two, the dryness of the Arctic air mass.
0: Susan is a weather nut like me. I'm going to take that slice, that sound bite you just gave us, and I'm going to give it to her because I cannot tell you the number of times she will look out the window, it's cloudy out, and she'll look at the radar and say, look, it shows snow over us. How come it's not snowing? Well, now I'm going to give her the perfect explanation as to why it's not snowing. It's snowing above us. It just hasn't reached the ground yet, correct? Well,
1: Dan, you know, I... I gave it the Bradfield effort of, of (laughs) excellence, but I'm not sure it was an excellent answer. It was an answer though. (laughs) There's a name
0: for that though. Isn't there a name for that when it's snowing above us, but not reaching the ground?
1: Well, yeah, it's, um, Oh, is is it Virgo? What's uh, Virga? Virga. Virga. Virgo, 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 (laughs) Virgo. Um, yeah, I was, I was thinking in terms of sublimation and evaporation and so forth, but, uh, right. Uh, you know, you, you, you look at, um, Uh, in the summer you see a sky and a uh, a dark cloud off in the distance and you see shafts of rain falling from the cloud but it's not hitting the ground apparently not hitting the ground that is called virga
0: okay brad now the big question is it too early to talk about accumulation amounts
1: well uh if you want to be correct, it's probably too early, <laughs> but, uh, we, we call this, um, what do we call this? We, I, I've got to make this uh, PG rated. Um, <laughs> it, it's kind of the model cha-cha, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you put the snowstorm in, you take the snowstorm out, you put the snowstorm in and you shake it all about. <laughs> um, but th- this, this happens and you will see uh, less experienced meteorologists. Um, people that we refer to in the trade, us old veterans, we refer to in the trade as the model huggers. Every time the model comes out, it's like, oh no, you know, the storm is going out to sea. And then six hours later, the storm's right back on track, uh, apparently. So you're going to go through these model gyrations with time. But the what we call pattern recognition is that when you are in this kind of pattern, you can get major mid Atlantic and Northeast snowstorms. So, yeah, I'm staying with that right now to, to try to pin it down to, you know, how much snow will Norwich get and how much snow will Goshen get? I can't do that, but I can give you some overviews that, uh, and I'm first going to give it, for the snow lovers who I know like me because in my 35 years on television in Connecticut, uh, they could tell I liked (laughs) snow. So they like me. They don't like the guys that don't like snow. But anyway, the Canadian uh, meteorological center, the CMC is called, is what the model is called. And the global deterministic prediction system, the G D P S is the acronym gives, and I see you're sitting down, Dan, this is good. Gives over two feet of snow to Northeast Pennsylvania, Northwest New Jersey. That's what they have. The CMC has as the jackpot. Um, Two feet of snow, northeast Pennsylvania, northwest New Jersey. But Connecticut snow lovers don't despair. They have 12 to 18 inches mm-hmm. for western Connecticut and 6 to 12 inches in eastern Connecticut uh, out toward the Rhode Island border. All right. That's the Canadian suite of models. Uh, the GFS is a little bit different. It has uh, over six inches of snow in eastern Connecticut this time, uh, over a foot of snow in northern Rhode Island and the southwest suburbs of Boston, Um, over a foot off to our south, southeast Pennsylvania and central New Jersey. So you see, the Canadian has it into northeastern Pennsylvania and northern New Jersey and western Connecticut. The GFS takes it a little further to the south, southeastern Pennsylvania, central New Jersey. So kind of going under us and then curving up toward and and catching Rhode Island and the southwest suburbs of Boston. That's what the GFS is doing. But as I said, that was this morning's model run. This afternoon's model run might have a direct bullseye over Torrington. You you just can't tell what it's going to do. It's in, it's out, it's in, it's out. Um, The European model is more similar to the GFS right now. It has um, three to six inches for most of the state, six inches plus toward the Rhode Island border, and about a foot in the southwest suburbs of Boston again. Mm. So, you know, if we're kind of, Honing in on a bullseye here, the Canadian suite of models has the bullseye from northeastern Pennsylvania, northwest New Jersey, western Connecticut, and the GFS and European models has mainly eastern Connecticut, but especially northern Rhode Island on up into the southwest suburbs of Boston, the uh, Framinghams and the Newtons of the world and the Needhams and the Foxboroughs type of thing. So um, that, that's, uh, obviously, it captures your attention. And, uh, and the the other thing we have to pay attention to, too, Dan, is that once we overcome the dryness of the column with the Arctic air, we're going to have some big ratios with this storm. So uh, the, the computer models that we look at, Go with a ten to one ratio, which is the normal ratio of you know you get ten inches of snow for every one inch of liquid precipitation. But I would submit to you that we are going to get much higher ratios in this storm because the uh, the column of air above us is going to be very very cold, and uh, if things are in the right position. Um, You know, we've got the the favorable storm track. We've got the cold high to the north. So things are in position for uh, us to get clobbered. Not saying we will, but things are in position for us to get clobbered. Somebody's going to get clobbered from northeastern Pennsylvania through New Jersey through southern New England. Somebody is going to get clobbered. But whether that's Stonington. Or whether that's Colebrook and Salisbury and West Granby, don't know right now. Don't know right now. Uh, If I had to bet, I would say that um, eastern Connecticut has a better chance of doing better on this one than northwestern Connecticut.
0: Even though some of the models say northwestern Connecticut right now could get between a foot and a foot and a half of snow. (laughs)
1: That's what the Canadian says, yes. Right. And uh, if the Canadian comes through and is right, guess what my new favorite model is going to be? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, right now, Dan, it, it is, it's, it's the models are going all around the mulberry bush. But the, the, the big thing is, is is to recognize that this pattern could yield and probably will yield something very big.
0: So is it fair to say that all of the models are in agreement we are going to get a snowstorm Monday into Tuesday?
1: Yes, but the magnitude of the snowstorm could range from a light to moderate to a blockbuster.
0: Now, So, I mean,
1: I, I would consider three to six inches of snow light to moderate. It's not, right. you know, for us, it's not a big deal. A right. uh, blockbuster, you know, over a foot, foot and a half, something like that. Um. So I, I could see either scenario at this point
0: is it fair to say and maybe we should give our audience a warning this is not a short sell on snow amounts a short sell
1: <laughs> oh my goodness Stan it took it took me a minute it's, <laughs> uh, it, and, and I'll leave it at that <laughs> yeah oh uh, that was that was very clever thank you very clever thank you but uh, uh it's it's uh, you know like uh like like uh game i want bradfield weather <laughs> to be your one stop for weather information and you know stay with uh stay with us over the weekend at bradfieldweather.com i'll provide any updates on how brutally cold it might get or how much snow we're looking at in the monday tuesday time frame and also um you know, Dan and I, as we were telling you here uh, on Facebook and on uh, StreamYard uh, Audio, that we are a work in progress. We're improving. My audio's better now that I'm not on the stupid cell phone anymore, <laughs> sounding like I'm talking out of a, a tin can. But we are improving things. And, and perhaps uh, maybe by Monday, we'll figure out how to get questions from the yes, audience. Yes,
0: yes, I've been working on that you know, over the weekend.
1: Did you notice what I said? We'll figure it out. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I just sit in my house making weather forecasts. Dan figures it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: is it, and of course, we're doing this on the fly today in many respects, so should we i do shaved it? though i did <laughs> i didn't
1: <laughs> uh I, I i did it because i'm afraid of my wife mm-hmm. if, if she'll let me get away with the baseball cap you know that i don't have to right. mess yep. with my hair yep. but uh the not the not shaving <laughs> she would give me a hard time that's it huh and i'm afraid of her
0: <laughs> I want to talk a bit about Action Carpet and Floor Covering, one of our underwriters for the Bradfield Weather Podcast. It's that time of year when perhaps you're looking at remodeling your home and you want new floors or maybe new tile in the bathroom. The place to go is Action Carpet and Floor Covering in Simsbury, founded in 1993 by Kevin Blake. Action Carpet and Floor Covering serves both residential and commercial customers, They offer brand-name floor covering products and vinyl, laminate, hardwood, carpet, area rugs and tile, plus backsplash. Yes, it is time to think about remodeling the home for spring. And that's where Action Carpet and Floor Covering comes in. By the way, free estimates on all installations from Action Carpet and Floor Covering. Free quotes are offered for insurance estimates, high pressure or hot water extraction, stripping and waxing of floors, upholstery cleaning, restoration, area rug cleaning and much much more. Action Carpet and Floor Covering wants their customers to be beyond satisfied. They want to be considered their customers one and only floor covering company. Call Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury today at 860-651-8406. 860-651-8406 or go online at action-carpet.com action-carpet.com action carpet and floor covering a full service flooring company. Let me ask you this. Should we do a crystal ball segment? Have you looked out into, because February 1st is on Monday. Have you looked out into the middle of February or is it too early? for I, a crystal I, ball? I
1: did, Dan, I did. Um, and the, uh, Canadian model, uh, goes out 768 hours. So uh, that would be 480 hours is two weeks out. Wow. So this is almost seven weeks out mm. in time. Wow. And so we're essentially looking at into the beginning of March. The Canadian model does have snow cover on the ground for us. Most of the time in February. So what I mean by most of the time is I did some random jumping around and looking at snow depths on various days. There was a time right around my youngest son's birthday, February 7th or February 8th, the models are predicting a, an inside runner. And what do we mean by that? We mean the storm will cut to our West. So even if it's short fused, Warm air will get in here, and there will be melting of snow cover, and there may be heavy rain associated with the front coming through, which will maybe wipe out snow cover, especially in southeastern Connecticut, working its way. Last to to lose the snow will obviously be the Northwest Hills, but there was a little time around there, like the seventh and eighth of February that there might be not much snow or no snow on the ground, maybe some piles, but then it's back again, Mm -hmm. uh, mid February, late February. I, I was looking at the, the lot of snow on the ground. Um, the beginning of March, like March 5th, I think it was took it away again. So it was probably either warming air or an inside runner again. But, um, I would think that the month of February should be uh, fairly respectable if you're a snow lover. And as we said in uh, podcasts past, the cold air begets cold air because you are going to be seeing things freeze that typically don't freeze. Like, you know, say in a normal winter uh, a percentage of the great lakes freezes over well because of the consecutive days of bitterly cold air a higher percentage of the great lakes will freeze over R- running w- rivers will start to freeze over streams will freeze over that flow waterfalls will even freeze over so the and then the snowfields the expansion of the snowfields they protect themselves mainly because of the fact that they're white and they reflect sunlight. So it's, 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 it's easier to melt the snow once you start poking holes in it and, you, you, you know, you get some ground to show. Then that you'll see the, the bare spot expand around that hole, and, and that's how it melts because the, the white snow that is uh, – especially, what you know, the white snow that's shaded – and doesn't get much sun at all, will be the last to go. So um, the, the the expanding snow fields make it colder at night. And that induces more cold high pressure, which is good for when a storm comes along if we have a cold high in place. So the, the whole system kind of feeds on itself. So... Uh, I, I, I think uh, I didn't look at it much this right. morning, but I think February there'll may, maybe be a few iterations of warm air, but I think overall it will be fairly snowy.
0: Okay. Well, uh, and I guess uh, with that, uh, we'll put a wrap on things unless there's anything else you'd like to add before we put a summation with our, with our forecast.
1: No, uh, there were no uh, there were no questions from the the audience. But, um, you know, hopefully, you know, you could mail as a as a fail safe. Yes. You you could mail some into Bradfieldweather.com on Monday morning. And if we don't happen to have the uh, ability to read the questions live, um, Dan will have the questions. So uh, that might be one way to do it. So, uh, But putting a wrap on it, as you said, Dan, it's sunny, it's windy, it's uh, ridiculously cold today. The Hilltowns might not get to 10. Uh, Overnight tonight, we're talking five below to five above for most of us. Uh, The shoreline cities will be between 5 and 10. Saturday will be sunny. I'm not going to call it windy, but we'll call it breezy. 15 to 20 except 20 to 25 right along the the Connecticut beaches. Sunday night, uh, I could see temperatures anywhere from 10 below to five above with the radiational cooling. Sunday, increasing clouds, temperature in the 20s. Uh, Sunday's our last day of uh, January, by the way, again. uh, Monday, snow will be developing slowly, like like a, a turtle walking up I-91 from south to north across the state, temperature between 28 and 34, snow Monday night, uh, Tuesday it looks like snow of varying intensities uh, as the storm starts pulling away from the New England coast, Winds flipping to north so any kind of above freezing temperatures that they see monday on the immediate connecticut shoreline will be cut off at the pass as the wind shifts to north so uh, 26 to 32 across the state on tuesday and then wednesday partial clearing and windy and temperatures in the
0: 30s. There you go, and we are uh, working on doing something special for perhaps early Monday afternoon, going live again on Facebook, as you mentioned, and giving everybody an update as this storm develops, correct?
1: Correct. Sounds good, Dan. Thank you.
0: Okay. Brad, uh, we always love to thank our first responders before we wrap up the podcast, so be a big thank you to them for all that they do really on the front lines during this, uh, this uh, pandemic. So a big thank you to all of our first responders and to you and Sandy and our podcast audience have a tremendous weekend.
1: Thank you, Dan. And, uh, as you said, thank you to the first responders. Um, my mother-in-law right here in Connecticut got her, uh, first dose of the vaccine. And, uh, my dad is in Massachusetts and, uh, Governor Baker, Uh, is allowing people of his age range to sign up beginning on February 1st.
0: Our Bradfield Weather Podcast has been underwritten by Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury, a full-service family-run flooring company, and by McAllen Construction Company of Prospect, from the first dig to the last nail. And remember, McAllen Construction also does snow removal.